Welcome to Beautifully Rebellious, a podcast about going against the grain, creating your own rules, and living your most authentic life. I'm your host, Erin Burr, and I am so excited to welcome you to my show. Let's dive right in. Hello, guys. Welcome back. I am so happy to have you back, as always. Um, welcome to the last episode of the month of July. Originally, I planned that this was going to be kind of a life recap slash, um, like that was a mini part, but, um, most of it was going to be a dual podcast, meaning that I was going to have a guest on, but I haven't had time to sit down with that person and record the podcast. So I'm just going to push that one back until it works out, but I do actually have an, an amazing topic that I want to talk about tonight. I'm recording this tonight, obviously. Um, uh, I want to talk about this topic because I just think it's so important and it piggybacks off of a post that I made earlier <clears throat> earlier today on my Instagram. So I figured I'm just going to start off reading the post because if you haven't read it, then you don't have the context. Um, and it's a little bit long, but... I mean, it's a freaking podcast. That's what we're here for. So I wrote growth and self-awareness, two things I've talked about before, and I believe we should all pursue, but something we don't talk about enough is what growth looks like. We assume it's only forward movement, which makes sense because we associate growth with our physical growth, emotional and personal or soul growth. Isn't quite as simple though. It's actually messy, goes forwards, backwards, and every other direction. Sometimes you're moving forward and everything seems really, really good, like you've got this thing called life figured out. Then there are the times that you feel like you're moving backwards and it's not fun. It's frustrating, painful, and discouraging. The thing is, I think that this is where the greatest type of growth happens. There is this part in the book Untamed that says something along the lines of, pain is, tra- pain is not tragic, pain is magic. Suffering is tragic, and we suffer when we avoid pain. It's in that avoidance that we miss who we are becoming. Don't miss out on your potential because you don't because you didn't want to feel the pain. Listen to what it's telling you. So, from a girl who's pursuing growth, take my word that it will get hard at times, but you can endure the process. You can be vulnerable, and although things don't always make sense in the moment, you'll look back one day and it will be clear why you had to endure that pain. So that's the post. Go ahead and go like it if you want. I think it's a fairly good post, in my opinion. Um, But while I was writing that post, a word that kept popping up in my head that I didn't write about was resilience. And I just kept thinking resilience is such such an important part of the growth process. Um, But I... I just didn't know how to tie it into that post. So I want to talk about resilience on this episode of the podcast. And I actually found an article from Everyday Health that really goes over a lot of it. And then I'm going to sprinkle in my bits. So I just want to give you at the very top of this episode, the the way that they define resilience according to the APA or... Um, the American psychic, not psychic, psych, psych, psychiatric, psychiatry people. That was a horrible, horrible way of saying that. The APA, basically. 
Um, I can't even find it now. I'm, I'm like lost in the website. Give me a moment. Do, 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 do. Okay. Okay. So really it just says, what does it mean to be resilient? And the answer to that question they have is resilience is the ability to withstand adversity and bounce back from difficult life events. Being resilient does not mean a person doesn't experience stress, emotional upheaval, and suffering. Resilience involves the ability to work through emotional pain and suffering. So you can see why I think it's a part of the growth process. It's literally you working through the entire growth process and resilience is just a skill that makes it easier for you to do it in a way that's less, I'd say, less painful in the long run is my opinion because I think when you are less resilient you are not really dealing with the situations at hand so you're probably more in victim mode and you, it's really hard to overcome something when you can't actually see what the something is and you're just being the victim so yes resilience is very important and that's why I just want to go over it today. So according to the article, they were saying like all these benefits that they see being resilient has uh, compared to people who have less resilient skills. And they were saying that people with resilience have obviously better coping capabilities, emotional intelligence, and a better overall well-being. And they also tend to be less stressed and a lot more positive in their life satisfaction. And so I honestly don't see why we wouldn't strive to be resilient. So something that I had been observing of myself recently when um, I was thinking about myself and I was thinking, I feel like I'm pretty resilient. I can bounce back from pretty much anything. And while I do believe that is true, I think I've also realized that I am not quite as resilient as I think I am. And that's because I was being blinded by the fact that I actually like to compartmentalize things. And so I'll do that with like my feelings and situations and Basically, it's my way of avoiding things. And that was, in a way, coming off like I was bouncing back from a situation. But really, I just wasn't facing the situation. I was just brushing it to the side and almost essentially gaslighting myself, saying, like, that doesn't matter. You know, that person's in the right. I'm in the wrong. Things like that. And I most recently... In, dealing with a situation, realize that I wasn't actually going, you know, face first into a situation or into like dealing with a situation. Um, and it's something I've been working on. I think since I've started, you know, my entire like trauma healing journey, I've been able to become more self-aware and recognize these like coping tendencies um and so it was still kind of a shock when I realized that I still 
wasn't as resilient as I thought I was. And something I actually read while looking into this too is that you can be resilient in some areas of your life and not be resilient in other areas. And it's just because of various factors. It could be because of your coping mechanisms or because of previous traumas um, and like your confidence levels, just various things can make you less resilient in certain areas of your life. And I think that is what I was um, observing of myself. And it was interesting. Um, I like to believe that I have taken a better approach this time around. Um, but it definitely did not start out that way at the beginning of the whole shebang. But I just thought I wanted to, I should throw that out there that since I noticed that I tend to avoid things and compartmentalize things and think that I'm bouncing back, I'm sure I'm not the only person and maybe you can relate and you're like, oh damn, I need to work on that too. Um, so yeah, <laughs> The article, though, does talk about how we can train ourselves to become more resilient. And I just wanted to touch on those because what would be the point of this of <laughs> if I didn't actually give you like something that you could take away with it? Um, so they have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six different uh, ways that you could work on building your resilience and I'll touch each one. Thank you Everyday Health for this article. Um, and I just want to put a little disclaimer out there that you can be working on these things but just remember that it's not an overnight process. It does take time. Like I said, I've been becoming a lot more self-aware of my tendencies over the last two and a half, almost three years and I'm still just figuring out things. And I think, honestly, I always say this. This is lifelong. Our growth is always lifelong, but um, you can always still have significant growth in shorter parts of your life, if that made sense to you. But yes, so don't beat yourself up if you're like, well, I don't have it tomorrow. I'm not better. I don't, I'm not resilient because, no duh, you're not going to. And if you do, I'm going to tell you that you're wrong and you're definitely not resilient. So the first one is develop a self, a sense of self-awareness. Understanding how you typically respond to stress and adversity is the first step towards learning more adaptive strategies. Self-awareness also includes understanding your strengths and knowing your weaknesses. And this one hits real, real home for me because I realize that I as self-aware as I think I am in this very particular area of my life, I might as well have been blind because I, I just, I wasn't aware of anything. I, I just assumed that that entire thing had been like resolved and dealt with, um, like within myself and boy, was I wrong. So self-awareness is so important. And even, even, um, like body awareness is part of self-awareness in my book. And like my body was giving me all the signs. Like I had all the signs telling me that I wasn't in a place, like in a situation that was good for me at that moment. And I wasn't listening to them. So self-awareness is so, so important. I say it all the time. It's important just in general and for growth, but it's so important 
obviously to also be resilient. The next one, build self-regulation skills. Remaining focused in the face of stress and adversity is important, but not easy. Stress reduction techniques such as guided imagery, breathing exercises, and mindfulness training can help individuals regulate their emotions, thoughts, and behaviors. 100% agree with that. And I actually just stumbled across some information about the vagus nerve. And I, I literally just dipped like my baby toe into that information. And it's like a freaking ocean of knowledge. So I can't say too much on it. But from what I was quickly reading is I think it's like the, the biggest nerve in your body. And it like helps you self-regulate, stuff like that. And if... If you're just interested in that, I, I suggest that you look up the vagus nerve and there's all these different things. I found some people on Instagram that work very specifically with it and not doctors, but, you know, like coaches and stuff. And just reading some of the stuff I was reading, I was like, oh my gosh, I, I need to look into this more because I think that my vagus nerve is slightly jacked. But yes, build self-regulation skills. The next one is learn coping skills. There are many coping skills that can help in dealing with stressful and challenging situations. They include journaling, reframing thoughts, exercising, spending time outdoors, socializing, improving sleep, and tapping into creative outlets. And I love that journaling, I keep trying to say journalizing. I love that journaling is a part of that because if you've been a long-time listener, you know how much I say get a journal and write in your journal and put your feelings down and your thoughts down because it's so helpful. Um, and it really, really is like because I sit down and I, when I get overwhelmed with thoughts, I just need to get them out somewhere. And I mean, they have socializing so you can talk to like a, your group of people, but sometimes they don't really hear what you're saying and they try to solve it, and you just need to get it out. I don't really have a social group, so I definitely use my journal because that's where I get my thoughts out. But just being able to put my thoughts on paper and let them get out of my head allows space for me to like, just get out of my own way in, in a way, I guess, because it's like, you just needed to say it. You just needed to say it and then it's over. And that's oftentimes how things are for me when I'm journaling. I know that if I if I journal about something and then I keep ruminating on it for the whole day or week or whatever, I have to go back. I need to deal with it again. There's more to deal with. And that's okay because it's going to like it's like an onion. You peel back layers, you deal with some of it now and then maybe you take some more time and you just kind of process in your mind and then you go back and journal a little bit more and I find that as you continue the process you eventually get to a point where you've you're good so journaling and for me I specifically I've actually had to go and journal a few times about something in particular and I ended up doing the choose again method, which I think I talked about last week or recently. And the choose again method, like I said before, is something that I learned from Gabby Bernstein. It's where 
say there's something going on or I, my example I used was say you're pumping gas and it's so expensive and you're like, Ugh, I hate that this gas costs so much. I don't even have the money for this. Well, that's very negative and it's just going to keep you in a low vibe state, which is going to keep you in a negative state. So all you got to do is a simple choose again. You just stop and choose a new thought. So you'd stop and say, I'm so thankful that I have the money to pay for gas, or I'm so thankful that I have a car to get me from my house to my job, things like that. Um, and it's that little act of gratitude that raises your vibe and it elevates your mood. So for me, specifically with this um, thing that I was journaling about, I got to the point that that's what I needed to do because I was so in my head and just there's there's a lot of thoughts but so in my head about everything and wanting to control everything which is not what I should be doing but wanting to control the whole situation and act out of my own character that I was like I need to stop and I just need to practice some gratitude because I need to recenter myself and so I did that. I practiced gratitude and I just wrote down a list of pros about the whole entire thing because there's always a positive. There's always a lesson in everything. And so I wrote down an entire list of pros, did not write down a list of cons. Um, and I left it at that. And that really did help because my mood was definitely lifted afterwards. I was able to see the positive in the things and accept the fact that I cannot control a situation no matter how much I want to. I just need to be thankful for what was. So yeah, journaling, reframing your thoughts, and the choose again method I think are really, really great. Exercising also great, um, and all the other things I said. Another thing you can do is increase optimism kind of goes in hand with what I just said. They say people who are more optimistic tend to feel more in control of their outcomes. To build optimism, focus on what you can do when faced with a challenge and identify positive problem-solving steps that you can take. So this is really great. So like I can't control another human being, but I can control myself and I can control my thoughts and my actions and... So that's where I put my focus. What am I doing? What am I feeding myself? Like what information am I feeding myself with? What am I feeding myself with on like social media and things like that? And um, control that. I can spend time meditating because that's going to help with the whole thing. That's something that I can do. The next one, strengthen connections. Support systems can play a vital role in resilience Bolster your existing social connections and find opportunities to build new ones. It's pretty self-explanatory. I don't think I need to explain that one any further. And then the last one is know your strengths. People feel more capable and confident when they can identify and draw on their talents and strengths. So know your strengths. And Something they didn't put in this list, but they did talk about and I think is so important is work on your own self-confidence because 
um, I think they said something like resilience is built off self-confidence or they go hand in hand basically. So when you're confident in yourself and you know like your value, your worth, all that stuff, um, your boundaries, everything, you're able to be more resilient because you already possess the confidence that you need to build yourself up from the situation that has been a letdown or been painful. And so definitely work on your self-confidence as well and your self-worth and all of that stuff. So that's pretty much all I have on resilience. I really hope that this was very uh, beneficial to you and that you can take these little things and work on building your own resilience. I think it's such an amazing skill for us to have because oftentimes we get stuck in victim mode and we get caught up in our own feelings and that's part of victim mode I think is when you're in your own feelings and you can't see the other people's feelings and you can't even see your own like your own part in in the whole thing but when you're resilient you're able to take a step back and really evaluate the whole situation and come back from it or bounce back from it in a way that is truly healing and not avoiding. So thank you so much for listening, guys, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.